So it's not an accident. I want to just. I know it gets a little uncomfortable, and I'm not. What, what do I need to do? Praise the Lord. Listen, let's, let's, let's pause. Even that, even that, just, let's pause just for a moment. Let's pause just for a moment. Let's not be uncomfortable with the silence. But let's pause. Let's wait on the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's just wait on the Lord for a moment, okay? God, we come before you with trembling. Not in fear of your wrath or anger, but because you are mighty. You are powerful. Worthy of all of our praise. Lord, we forgive us. There are people in this room right now who would join me in saying, we repent for not always being mindful of that. In this moment, Lord, speak to us. Father, we want all the benefits of being your children. But Lord, teach us this morning how to be your children. Lord, some of us desire to be drawn close to your breast. To just, for you to hug us, for you to to hold us. That would suffice. So in the next few moments, Lord, speak to us. Minister to us. Father, I, my heart is broken and I don't know why. So do with it as you will. Do with us as you will. Get me out of the way. Have your way in here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. might in a minute in a minute momento por favor translator it, let me, before i get started i i i'm I, i'm sorry i've got i've got to
be obedient to the Holy Spirit here. Is there someone in here that you need a special prayer? You came in here, there's something, and you just need a special prayer. Something is either in your family, in yourself, there's a bad... Rep- Amen? Amen. So everybody, let's stretch a hand towards Steve. No, 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 no. Just stretch a hand. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank You and we praise You and we magnify You. Father, that the plans that we may have had, Father, You've seen fit to have Your way and Your will be done. So we line ourselves up with Your will in this moment. And we lift up Steve's sister to you. Father, thank you for the compassion that you've placed on Steve. And Father, thank you for his heart. But now, Lord, we bind our faith and our hearts with our brother Steve's. And we make this plea to you. Father, we lift her up to you. Father, change her heart, change her mind, arrest her wherever she is right now. Father, we pray that you, she would have an encounter with you. Either by the laborers who you've put in her path. Or just one-on-one, Holy Spirit. Grab hold of her heart. Minister your word to her. Father, if there's any bindings from the past that continue to be the thing that causes her to stumble, Father, we give those to you. We, we command them only because you've commanded them that she would be loosed from them. Father, that they would have no, absolutely no power over her because of the freedom that she will have in you, Christ Jesus. So we, we, we curse those bindings. We curse those, those things from the past. Father, and, and we lift her heart, her soul, everything that she is to you. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay, before I go on, is there anybody else? There's something that God has laid on your heart for yourself or for somebody else and you've been struggling with it. Amen. So, Father, you've heard her confession. You've heard her mention the name. We lift up Pastor Ricky to you right now. Father, your will be done in his life. Father, in Jesus' name, let him cry out to you. Father, like he hasn't cried out to you before. Father, be there with him wherever he is. Father, let your presence be palpable. Let him behold a new glory. Father, touch him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Father, we align our faith with our sister's faith and now with Pastor Ricky's. Bless him. Touch him supernaturally. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. 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 It's okay. It's okay. And there's just an atmosphere here I can't perceive. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we come before you right now, Father, thanking you for our children and for our grandchildren. Father, for all of those 
Father, in our families who are young people. Father, we lift them to you again. Father, we ask that you would give them eyes to see. Father, that you would put laborers in their paths. Father, that there would be angels protecting them, watching over them. Lord God, we do not want our children to fall prey to the lies and the deceit of the evil one. Father, even let those who are disguised as ministers of light, but truly the darkness is behind their message. Father, we, we commit our hearts, our, our souls, everything that we are to stand in the gap for our, our young ones, our children right now. Father, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, for those who are brokenhearted like me right now, Father, I pray that you would give us the oil of gladness. Father, that we would receive a fresh anointing this morning, Lord, knowing knowing that our prayers are heard and that you are not just able, but willing and want to heal the brokenhearted. So we receive your healing this morning, Lord, no matter where we find ourselves. We receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Church, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try and go ahead and, and go with what I had planned and we'll just let the Lord have His way. We're going to begin in 1 John chapter 3. Um, a, a lot of the scripture will be up today, but not all of it. So just if you want to take notes, that's fine. And check me out. Make sure you're checking this out. 1 John 3, beginning in verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are the children of God. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself, just as He is pure this morning, my brothers and sisters, I planned on, and if the Lord allows me to continue to speak about hope. Hope. Hope's important. Hope is important. You know, what hope? Well, I'm just going to give you a few scriptures to talk to you about the hope that's mentioned for us in the, in the scripture. In Titus 3.7, for instance, that having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So there's a hope. We have eternal life. I'm going to read a a longer passage here from Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 18. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed to us later. So there's this other glory that's going to be revealed to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who who His children really are. I want to pause there. I don't want to remain here. But my brothers and sisters, not everyone who says Lord, Lord, and not everyone who goes to church, and not everyone who names the name of Jesus is sincerely His children. I hope that that's not true of anybody in this room or anyone who is listening to me right now digitally. I, I pray, I hope that you truly are a child of God. But just because you said so, and just because you, you know, you've had a mental disposition, or you've prayed a prayer when you were 12 years old, it, that doesn't mean that you're a child of God. And I'm not trying to snatch away any of your hope because my brothers and sisters, I can't give you hope anyway. See, there's too many people and there's too many things in culture and in society today that are trying to give you hope when they have no power to do so anyway. Are you with me? 
My brothers and sisters, no. It's, it's, we, we need to make sure that we are truly His children. And that says it. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God reveals who His children really are. Why would, the, why, would, why would the Apostle in Romans say something like that? The Holy Spirit speaking through him. Because not everybody who says that they are his kids are his kids. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. So there's some more. What, what, other, what do we hope? What, what, our future hope, what does it look like? No more death or decay. There's, this, there's a, this other glory that we're going to have, this eternal life. No more death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in, as, uh, excuse me, as in the uh, pains of childbirth right to the present time. And we believers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory. My brothers and sisters, this morning the Holy Spirit is, has done something. The atmosphere changed here. That's kind of a foretaste of what happens. I mean, we, God working through us and in us right now, but, but later on, that, that's just like a down payment. That's just a minuscule part of what we're going to experience later on. That's what part of this hope that we have for this future. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope, eager hope, for the day when God will give us our full rights as His adopted children, including the new bodies He has promised us. My brothers and sisters, I am so, I don't know about you. You know what? I, I know Sirius is a young athlete. I remember long, Sirius, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I just know that Sirius is, a, he's an athlete. He's, 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 he's fit. He's, I remember back those days. They weren't that long ago. I heard a couple giggles. I'll forgive you. I remember those days. But even that, Enjoy it while it lasts, by the way, serious, I'm just saying. But now that I'm older and I don't, and I don't have that same... Yeah, I still have these aches and pains and all. That's part of what happened. God didn't create us that way. We know that. God didn't create us that way. But when sin entered in, that's what happened. When Adam and Eve allowed sin to enter into this realm, that's what happened. So now, my brothers and sisters, we look forward to that day when I won't have to worry about the aches and the pains and, and it's not these joint pains and, and, you know, cricking and cracking when I... Yeah. So that's also part of this hope that we have. I wonder if I'll still have gray hair. I wonder if I'll have hair at all. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's going to be so glorious. Hallelujah. See, this is this hope that we have. Our full rights as adopted children. Our full rights. Hallelujah. First Peter 1, 3 and 4 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. So this everlasting life that we already know that we're, we're looking forward to, that, we're, that we get to have a foretaste of right now, but then there's this other inheritance that the Bible is speaking to us about. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9.15 And for this reason, He is the mediator, He, Jesus, of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. This, in, this inheritance that we're getting, whatever it is, it will not suffer corruption. It will not fade away. It will not rot. It will, it's going to be an eternal inheritance. It, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So, I, I, but I love the way, I'm, I've, I've saved this one for last because I really love this one. Because this kind of sums up what we are looking forward to. Amen? 1 Corinthians 2.9, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. We can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Hallelujah. So I can stand here and try to give a description. I can stand here and tell you what the, what the Scripture says. Whatever it is, we can't properly describe it. Why? Because it hasn't even entered into my... I can't even imagine it. So how can I vocalize it? Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be something beyond my imagination. Uh, hallelujah. And there, listen, beyond any human being, I, our brother Luke, who will be back with us on Wednesday, he was saying that really gets him because he's got quite an imagination. Right? So, man, man, so for him, you know, that's, that's got to be really wild. It's got to be really something. It's got to be really big. It's got to be really special, really supernatural. Amen? So we have this hope. We, we can't lose hope. We, can't, we have to hang on to this. Now, some of you may say, well, Tony, you know, big deal. I mean, I'm hopeful. I'm positive. I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of person and all that other stuff. Yeah, but the enemy of your soul, the news, everything that's happening in our world is, is meant to distract you. And, and, and we're going to go a little bit further to that. But now let's go into Romans 8, 24. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. What? Right? So watch. See, we could be, I'm okay right now. I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of person or I'm, uh, I have a lot of hope or blah, 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 whatever it is that you want to say to this. But I'm saying, listen, if we look at circumstances and situations, it could steal that from us. It, could, it can kind of... It, maybe just distract us from it just enough where we don't experience this joy, where we don't have you know, what the Lord really meant for us, or we start, listen, lagging in what we're actually hoping for. Well, I'm just, I'll be glad if I just make it to heaven. If that's your hope, you're missing it. If that's your hope, you're missing it. I'll be glad if I just make it to heaven. If you're barely hanging on, then that means maybe you really don't have a relationship with Him. And again, I'm not trying to get disturb anybody or to get anybody to doubt their salvation. Because if you're truly saved and born again, there's nothing I can say that's going to change it anyway. Right? So no, what I am saying is, listen, I want everybody who hears me, whether in this room or, whether by, or, or digitally, I want everyone to be rapture ready because I'm telling you the Lord is coming back soon. He's coming back soon. And I don't want anybody left behind, least of all anybody in this room or anybody who God has put in my flock. Come on now. And certainly not anybody in my family. Come on! How about you? But remember, in Galatians, see, there, there's, there's, there's this thing, my brothers and sisters, that we have to be fully aware of. Because he's telling us to persevere, isn't it? That Remember in, the, in 1 John? Persevere. And remember, uh, I've shared with you Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So my brothers and sisters, if that wasn't an issue, then why is Holy Spirit reminding us, don't faint, persevere, push forward, press on. Why does the Holy Spirit remind us of that? Because we're humans. Because we're living in this cursed world right now. 
because there are so because the evil one is looking to distract us, not just with bad things, not just with sickness or disease or plagues or torment, even with good things. Oh, see, come on now, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm being blessed. Uh, you know, I got this, I got that. Everything's good. I must be pleasing God. Baloney. That's a that's a theological term for some of you. Don't know. Look it up. Baloney. No, just because we're blessed financially or materially doesn't mean that we're pleasing God. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, let us not grow weary in well-doing. Let us go ahead and hang on to that hope that's ever before us. We have the hope. We have a down payment on it right now. See, but remember last week, the, the question was, you know, what or who are you following? Remember, and someone in the room, I'm not going to name any names, got a bunch of followers, and, but I'm, I'm just teasing. Listen, who or what are we following? Remember that question from last week? Because my brothers and sisters, you know, that speaks to possibly not really having um, our eyes fixed on the hope that lies before us. Because if we're following something, then how could we be really cognizant or mindful or really have that hope that lies before us if we're following something else, if we're chasing this, if we're looking at that. Are, are you with me? Okay, so, so, but now, this week, with the scripture that we just read and, and knowing what we know so far, I want to ask, what are you hoping for or what is it that you're eagerly waiting for? What is it that you hope? Well, again, I, I just want to go to heaven. Oh, I, you know, in my father's house there are many mansions. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking to see what my house is going to look like, what my room in heaven is going to look like. You know, I just can't wait to see the crystal sea. I can't wait to see Jesus. He is my reward. I want to see Him face to face. Everything else, I don't even want to try to imagine it because He says I can't imagine it anyway. So I'm just going to say... He's my goal. I want to see him face to face. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Man, I just, I just, that's it. I just want to see him. I just want to get near my Jesus. He's the one who died for me. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. I just want to get in his presence. Amen? Amen. So, but what are we, what are we, what are we, see now, listen now, remember hope, what is hope anyway? Confident expectation. It, hope is confident. I'd expect this, but I don't expect it. And, and I'm just... Maybe it'll happen. No. Hope means I'm, I trust it. And see, my brothers and sisters, remember, we, we sang. And we've praised Him. And we've lifted up the name. He's, he's, he's not a man that He should lie. Neither the Son of Man that He should repent. He told us, listen, some of the things that we can expect. He told us that we will live forever. He told us that we will receive a new body. He told us that there will be no more pain and suffering. He told us that there will be no sin. There will be no corruption. He told us all of that. So at least we know that much. Come on. So now I'm looking forward. So I've, I've, I trust in that. I'm expecting that, listen, wholeheartedly. I can confidently expect that. I can't imagine the rest. I can't imagine what He's going to look like. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be breathtaking. How do I know that? I'm smart. No. Remember even John who spent three plus years with him when he saw him in Revelation, he said he fell down as dead. 
So whatever it's going to be, it's going to be just breathtaking, I'm, I'm guessing. My brothers and sisters, I, I, have, I have confident expectation. I have trust that all this is just as real as you sitting in front of me right now. Just as real as my hand in front of my own face right now. It's real. It's there. It's, I, have, oh, I have so much confidence in that because the Holy Spirit is inside of me, bearing witness with my spirit. This is not something that I just had a mental disposition over. I've been brainwashed, and now I think that because it's a crutch. I don't want to think that when I just go into the ground, I'm going to rot. No, this, has been, this is assurance. This is blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Hallelujah. Don't make me start singing. <laughs> I'll run who's left off. Hallelujah. So now, no, no, but, but who or what are we following? You've got to go back to that. See, I've got this hope, but, but, but still I've got to go, you know, who or what am I following? Why? Because, listen, I can't be eager and, and zealous for what God has for me and at the same time follow something or somebody else. It, see, they don't, they, don't, they, they, they don't jive. They don't come together. They, they, they conflict. My brothers and sisters, how in the world can I be eagerly pursuing those things? See, now I'm eagerly pursuing. Why? Because that's what it said in the Scripture. I'm eagerly pursuing, I'm persevering, I'm hoping, I'm eager about it, I'm excited about it. Look at some of the synonyms. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it, I'm fervent for it, I'm, I'm excited for it, I'm passionate about it. What? That's what hope is talking about. What am I hoping for? What am I eagerly waiting for? That's what that's talking about. Am I eagerly... Young people, let me, let me speak to you right now. I know that, man, you have plans. You got college. You got, you got well, I hope I just graduate uh, high school. You know, graduate. You got, uh, you got maybe relationships and you've got uh, uh, jobs and, and some, some of the other things that you're looking forward to. Maybe having a family yourself someday and all of these other things. But if those are the things that you're eagerly hoping for ahead of God, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Because then those things will be the things that lead you away from God. Then those things will be the things that cause you to miss the blessing. Not that God will punish you, but that you're not in the place where God has called you to. And He can't bless you in that other place. Come on now, I didn't, are, you, are you hearing me? See, now, now I said that to the younger people because it's so easy when you're a younger person, you know, you, maybe you're not studied as much, you haven't had the experience in the Word, and you are looking forward to so many things versus when you get to my age, what are you looking forward to? I just told you what I'm looking forward to, seeing Him face to face. Well, you're old, Tony. What else do you have to look forward to? Man, I know what else I have to look forward to. I have looked forward to my granddaughters getting married, my grandson getting married. What else? My my two uh, twin baby granddaughters now growing up and seeing them have their first day at school. I've got plenty to look forward to. God has blessed me on this planet. God has given me some things. I got a wife that I go home to every day after. I, I got a wife that I wake up with in the morning. I've man, I've got plenty of things that I can enjoy on this planet. Come on now. But that's not what I'm eagerly chasing. That's not what I'm eagerly longing for. That's not what has all of my passion. My passion is for Jesus Christ. My passion, my hope, is for the eternal blessing, for the eternal hope that He's given me. Oh, that's what keeps me going. Listen, that's what kept me and Michelle going all of these years. And for the young people, man, we've prayed for you young people. We continue to pray for you young people. I'm sick. I've got young grandchildren, but it's not just my grandchildren I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about your children, your grandchildren. I'm concerned, my brothers and sisters, because they don't have a clue in some cases as it relates to the things of God and the things of this world because they're so convoluted. They've mixed them. 
There's no preachers anymore standing in the pulpit and saying, God is holy. He requires holiness. No, we're all okay. We're we're okay. No, we're not okay. That's why He died for us. See, but 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 you know, we're looking for like affirmation, or we're looking to be, you know, I, I don't know. We're, we're we want to know that we're okay. You know, even in our there's part of us that knows that we suffer with these things, those things, and the other things. But we want to be accepted. We want to be appreciated. We want to be valued. Am I wrong? No. You know why you're that way? Because God made you that way. You know why you want to be appreciated, valued? You know why you want to be noticed and all that? Because that's the way. And But God solved the issue. God gave you that passion, but He also solved the issue. Listen to what I'm going to read to you out of Titus. It will be up on the board. Titus 2. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to how many men? All men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Looking forward, the, for, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for Himself His own special people, zealous for good works. Okay, Tony, what does that mean? You see, my brothers and sisters, look at what it says right there in verse 14. He gave Himself for us. He redeemed us. You are highly valued. You are noticed. You are loved. There is someone who is passionate about you. You are accepted. Come on! Can't you... Are you am I the only one that's getting this? See, we're all looking for this affirmation. We're looking to be accepted. We want to know that we're okay. You are okay. Why? Because He died for you. He showed you how much you were loved. He showed you how much you were valued. He showed you how special you are. Why? He stretched His arms. He didn't have to do it, but He did it. He stretched His arms on a cross. He let them beat Him mercilessly. He let them do it. For you. For you. But we have to have this validation. This validation. We're all looking for validation you know, we want to have, you know, confirm that we're okay and, uh, you know, we need someone to tell. And I, I'm, I, here's, here's what blows me away. The Bible can tell us something, someone can, but I have people, I have had people through my whole ministerial career, people that have been in my flock, that when they hear it from the Word, read it for themselves, they, God may even have confirmed it through the preaching or the teaching, but they've got to run and hear it from somebody. They've got to go run and hear it from somebody else. They're going to go and, 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 and they've got to make sure that they're at somebody else's feet or they're going to listen, they're going to make sure that they're uh, you know, turning into TBN or they're going to go ahead and turn into this one or to that one or to the other one and because this preacher said it, because that preacher said it, and then all of a sudden, oh, wow, but... Uh, a divine revelation. No, God Himself is speaking to your heart. He's ministering to your heart. Yes, He's going to bring confirmation to you. And I'm not saying listening to is, is wrong, but I'm just saying, now how much do you need? Now, how many people that I know that God has called them to certain things and they want to do something else? Something that they want to do. How many people want to sing who can't sing a tune? I'm glad. See, you don't want me on this platform singing. I am not going to be on the praise team. I gave you all a chance. Why? Because I can't sing. I'm not called to do that. I'd love to be able to do that. I'd love to be able to share my heart in, 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 in a psalm or a song. But that's not what God called me. I do that in the shower. I do that when I'm alone. 
We use, you you know, it's, it's refrigerator art to God. He loves it. But that's not for public demonstration. But how many things are we doing that you know we want to do? Because either we want to be noticed, we want to be, a, we want affirmation, we want somebody to tell us something. Come on, man! Why is it all quiet in here all of a sudden? No, no, no! I'm not trying to be a dope about this. I really am not. That's another theological term. Unless you're, I'm not. Listen, I'm not trying to be silly about this. Why are we looking for affirmation and we look in different places and we'll go ahead and keep looking until we hear what we want to hear? Why are there so many churches for that reason? Because we're not going to like what we hear. There will be people in this room right now that will go home and not like this message and consider either leaving the church or going someplace else. Goodbye. Could someone... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Word of God is not to be taken lightly. The Word of God... And so, listen, if you, if you don't hear what you like or if you hear something you don't like, you get your feelings hurt and, you're, and that's going to be that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's a good thing, my brothers and sisters, a good thing we all don't operate that way. None of us would be saved. My brothers and sisters, it's a good thing my, that David didn't operate that way. It's a good thing some of these prophets and these Old Testament saints, they didn't operate that way. Why? We wouldn't be here right now. At least not enjoying what we are enjoying right now. As it relates to the Word of God. As it relates to this dispensation. Why? Because there were, there were, some, there were some things that were said, there were some things that were done that absolutely flew in the face of some of these people who thought they were followers of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we, but we, but we see, and, and my brothers and sisters, I'm so concerned because that's what our kids are seeing and hearing and, and participating in. You know, if they can get followers on Facebook. See, but, but, but you know, and I'm pointing out the young people because it seems to be more prevalent, but I've got to tell you, I'm seeing more and more older people do the same thing. Where if we can get a like on Facebook, if they could feel real good about, you know, if they get enough people that like, it validates what they believe, how they feel. See, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, let me just tell you honestly. I'd, I'd love to have people say, oh, pastor, it's a good message. But I want to tell you, nine times out of ten, when I leave the pulpit and someone says, powerful message, pastor, great message, pastor, usually those people don't come back. I'm, not, I'm just being honest with you. Or if I see something that, that you know, it, it's, just, it's just not... I, I, I can't help it, my brothers and sisters. This, this is the Word of God. It's not Tony's Word. It's not, listen, it's not your Word. It's His Word. He is God. See, you sang that song, There's Nobody Greater. That means me. In my life, there's nobody greater. 
I make the decisions, but I'm making the decisions based on what he's telling me. And if I hear something that I don't like from him, I still have a choice to make. Come on. But it's his word, and there's nobody greater. Either I believe that or I don't. Hallelujah. So now let's, let's go back to John. First John, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are the children of God. And it has not been yet revealed what we, sh- what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we know that when He is revealed, we will be like Him. Can you imagine that? This is part of that hope that I... Man, it's ridiculous. For we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. Okay, so, so now here, I'm going to tell you, my, my brothers and sisters, take it or leave it. <laughs> uh, forgive me, I'm going to say goodbye again. I mean, that might blow up. But if, if you don't believe this, I, I, it's, I'm just saying what the Word of God says. Here's what the Word of God says. Whoever has this hope purifies himself. Right? So now watch. So, so watch. If I'm not working on purifying myself, then that hope is being eroded. Come on now. If I'm not working on purifying myself, well, Tony, you no, I'm just following Jesus. The closer I follow Jesus, the more pure I get. The closer to the fire I get, the more garbage is burned off me. Come on. Our God is a consuming fire. The closer I get to God, the more the garbage is, is burned off and the more pure I become. Is that scriptural? Absolutely is. My brothers and sisters, so watch. So now watch. If I'm, listen, if I'm not doing that, then my hope is being eroded. And now I do need to look for affirmation or confirmation or I do need to hear from somebody else that I'm okay. Come on. Oh my God. This, this is truth. This is laid out for you. See? Come on. Ah, help me, Lord. See, so, so now watch. Young people... If you're a little bit, if you're not following, I hope you're following. I know everybody in this room, young or old, is smart enough to hear what I've just said. But I hope that you hear what the Spirit of God is saying. If you really are looking forward, yeah, I know you've got a lot of things that you're looking forward to. And maybe even some of us, uh, what are 30-somethings, and and even our 40-somethings. You know, if the Lord tarries, you know, some of the things that you've got planned, some of the things that you're looking forward to, relationships, maybe you're not married yet, you're looking for that Mr. Wright or that Mrs. Wright, or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. It's not wrong to look at those things, but it's wrong when those things are ahead of the hope that you have in God, when you're hoping for those things more than you are looking at the hope that God has given you. Am I there? Come on now. So now what happens is, listen, young people too, come on now, listen to me. When you start looking at those things more than you realize the blessed hope and you're looking toward that blessed hope that we have in Christ, then you're going to be led astray easier. You're going to be satisfied with some of those followers that you have or some of those things that you're following and then you're going to miss out on the hope. And then what happens is when those things fail you, it crushes you. It crushes you. And we have teenage suicide rates through the roof right now. Come, did I, anybody, does, did, am I the only one that's aware of that? No, I know that there's some in this room and some listening. You know that. Why? Because there's no hope. Why would a teenager, why would some, a young person look to, to, to end their life? No hope. 
Why is there no hope? Because, because most of the Christians in this world have stopped working on purifying themselves. There's something worth killing my flesh for. Come on, let me, I, that, that's, I, I got a little note here. I, I wrote this while we were singing. It's worth killing the flesh daily. What, what is? This hope. It's worth killing the flesh daily. Whoever has this hope, they're going ahead and what they're doing is they're persevering, they're, 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 they're staying steadfast and they're working on purifying themselves and that hope is just ever present, ever before them. They're experiencing it. Why? More hope? Mm, no, the hope doesn't change. What happens is my experience with the hope changes. Why? It's based on the grace of God. It's, gra- it's based on how much Holy Spirit I have in me. Come on now. So I'm, I'm putting that flesh to death daily. That's, see, that hope is worth it. That hope is worth it. But the minute I stop doing that, then some other things can go ahead and cause me to have my hope displaced. And once my hope is displaced, I'm setting myself up for a fall. Depression. Substance abuse. Right? Wrong relationships. I'm going to look. This person has given me affirmation. This person makes me feel good. They tell me how good I am. You know I'm saying the truth. Come on now. So, so that's, that's what happens. And we end up in, in the wrong place and the wrong time. And man, we need Jesus to rescue us. We need Jesus. And that's the great thing about our God. He will be there to rescue you. All you have to do is cry out to Him and He will rescue you. Hallelujah. I'm so glad, my brothers and sisters. I'm so glad, my brothers and sisters, that He is not like many of the Christians that I met. But see here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this now too, and this is not going to be as popular as what I just said, because I know there's some people out there, yeah, that's right, these Christians, yeah. I'm telling you, all, all over the place right now, there are Christians being persecuted, and more and more in this country, and Christians are being marginalized, Christians and Jews are being marginalized, and my brothers and sisters, we only have one person to blame, us. Why? Because we stopped living holy. We stopped pursuing holy. Holiness. When you stop pursuing holiness, you become like everybody else, and that means you have a propensity to lie, cheat, be a hypocrite, and that's what they're throwing at you right now. Hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. My brothers and sisters, I, there were so many hypocrites in the church. And when I was in there, I might have been just one, another one of them. Until Jesus straightened me out. Until Jesus got a hold of my heart and said, Uh-uh, I've called you to something different. I've called you not to walk with them. Come on! Romans 8, 12 to 14. Therefore, brethren. Therefore, who? Brethren. Who's he talking to? Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. Not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Are you qualified? Now, Jesus set it up so that you could very easily meet the qualifications. Very easily. Believe and trust in Him. Receive His Spirit and walk in it. But my brothers and sisters, if I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm walking outside of this thing that God has blessed me with. What? what? This eternal hope. 
this hope, all of this inheritance that I have, all of the, and I, and I, listen, the, the beautiful thing about it is like we started off before, that I have a foretaste of it. It's not something that I got to, no, I know, I, I, confident expectation. I, ha, I trust him. I know that he's promised me some things that I can't even imagine, and I know that I'm going to receive them. How do I know that? Because he doesn't lie. And he's already given me a foretaste. He's already shown me some things. In fact, he himself got up on a cross. He himself was raised from the dead. What more proof do I need? He was raised from the dead. He told them, go to Jerusalem. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And he did it. And then he told me, Tony, come up out of that grave. I want you to live. When he called Lazarus, Lazarus got up out of the grave. When he called me in a church service and said, Tony, come forth, I had to go forth. So now let me ask you all something. What are we doing? What's, what's going on? What, what, what do we have our hope in? How come there are not more people being baptized? Young people, how come you're looking for, forward to marriage? You're looking forward to the next job? You're looking forward to college? How about looking forward to being baptized? How many of you haven't been baptized? Now, not just the young people. How about the older people? See? So, so what, what are you looking forward to? What, what's, what's, that, what's going on? What's that next thing in your life? What, what is it? So, again, I have to ask, have you been baptized? How about some of you older people who have been in the Lord for a long time? Have you been baptized with the Holy Ghost? Yeah, well, I, well when I received Jesus, I received the baptism. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You received a portion. You received the spirit of adoption. You had the Holy Spirit in you. You were dealt a measure. My brothers and sisters, He told us, Be ye being filled. Be always in a state of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? You see what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters? We have all of this that, that we need to go ahead and we need to be working out and need to be rowing these boats. Come on now. Come on. Are you there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whew. Romans 5, 1 through 5, and then we'll close it out. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Are we rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God? What does that mean? Are you being joyful? Are you showing joy? And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Uh Uh-oh, you just lost me there. You glory in trouble. When trouble comes your way, you're... What? Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. 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 When these troubles are nipping at us, man, they're not, that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. In fact, it could mean that you're doing something right. Jesus said, in this world you'll have trouble. So when these troubles are nipping at you, the enemy of your soul is designing them so that you lose hope and you give up. God is saying, no, don't lose hope, don't give up, because this is going to make you stronger. Don't lose hope, don't give up, keep pressing on, because this will make you stronger. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. My brothers and sisters, hope doesn't disappoint. What are we saying? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's God speaking through the, through the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle. Hope does not disappoint. 
That thing that he told you you can hope for, that thing that you're confidently expecting, take it to the bank. It's better than the bank. It's there. It's not going to disappoint. You're not, it's not going to be held back from you. My brothers and sisters, this is an awesome, awesome thing. God himself has already... I want to speak to you. Listen. God himself, God himself, has already told you how valuable you are. God himself has already shown how much he loves you. God himself has already, already said, there's, he notices you. Don't work for anybody else to notice you. Don't work even to, to improve your own status in your own mind. In your own, you don't have to do that. Just follow Jesus. And everything that, listen, this eternal hope and all of these things that God has for you, they'll, they're not going to fail. They're going to be there. They will be there. Amen? Amen. Men will fail you. And not even intentionally. We're flawed. Jesus will never fail you. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, please. Great God, our Father in heaven, thank you for your word and thank you for your truth. Lord God, I pray in Jesus' name that we would receive everything that you have for us right now. Father, that we would meditate on your word. Father, that your word would bring us hope. Continue, Father, that we would just, not just, that your word would cause us to confidently expect those things that you've promised us, those things that await us. Not just maybe we'll get it, but Father, let your word minister to our hearts right now that we walk in confident expectation of those things that you've promised us, of our inheritance. Confidently in those things. Other affirmation, confirmation, that we may not put our trust 